0: Hi everybody, this is Sasha from The Sexpert Talks, and today I am so happy to introduce you to Karen Fleck. She, uh, she's a relationship counselor and intimacy coach, and she was one of our mentors when we were training as sexuality coaches as well, so I got like all nervous when I was getting ready, like, oh my God!
1: <laughs> and I am so happy to have you here, welcome, welcome. Mm, thank you, Sasha. I am so happy to be here too. I just love talking about sex, and I'm thrilled that you have this podcast and we can have some conversations. That's amazing.
0: And we were going to talk today about something that I think is so relevant, which is long term relationships and how the desire factor can be can, can be ever changing in a relationship and how uh, also, it affects communication and long-term commitment. So I think that is such an important topic and I really appreciate that you're bringing it to the table.
1: Mm, yes, it's a, it's a topic that's like very dear to my heart. Uh, a lot of the clients that I see uh, come to me for this particular issue because people really do want their relationships to last and really do want to, to stay with their partner Mm -hmm. choice. Um, but, um, this, this desire tends to kind of ebb and flow a little bit and uh, it causes some problems and people are fearful that they might lose their relationship. And sometimes they do. So, uh, they, they really want to learn how to uh, increase their desires so that they can maintain that relationship long-term. Yeah.
0: Um, there's also like the expectation that desire and sexuality are going to be always the same like Mm -hmm. at least at least we have the sexual connection right but the truth is that that's meant to change with with time and with life events so how do people deal with it in to create a successful relationship how can we deal with this with this flow
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, you're really right. Like when we first get into the a relationship and we have this new relationship energy and we're just like flowing with excitement and passion um, and we don't think that that will ever change. We think that that moment Is what defines love and we want to be with this person because we want to feel that forever and ever Um, but then you know time moves on it's kind of like the energy in your body when you're in a new relationship the energy in your body just kind of like expands and it's like outside of your body so all you have to do is get even near the person that you have the sexual chemistry with and you feel that that energy you feel that sensation but over time you know, with jobs and kids and and mortgages and whatever else people have in their lives, the energy just kind of retracts back inside its body like it's supposed to. And you know, we can like bring it out to have exciting, passionate sex, um, but then it kind of like goes back. And so we just need to understand first of all that that's something that is natural that happens. It doesn't mean that we don't have access to that passion. Um, it just means that it's just not as readily available as it was when you first met and so I think to start with there is like some um, some education around sexuality and around relationships and passion that uh, I think is really important for people to to get and then to like teach people how to communicate about how they're feeling in their bodies because there's a lot of miscommunication between a couple in regard to how they're feeling, where their arousal is, where their desire is, um, and and what they need in order to uh, feel that arousal and desire again.
0: So I love that. It's not like it just changed and it means our relationship it's over, which is pretty much what people immediately freak out about. They think that the moment in which they stop feeling that rush of desire that they had in the beginning the relationship is just going to, to start dying, to wither and die, but uh, when we start feeling these changes, you are recommending communication and getting to know ourselves more. How can yeah. people approach that?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think people just need to like, just like start to create um, some safety in their community in their community, in their relationship to talk about how they're feeling. I think we're afraid to tell our partner how we're feeling because we're afraid they're going to be hurt. We're afraid they're going to be angry. We're afraid they're going to feel rejected. We're afraid that they're going to reject us, right? And so we have all this fear around, uh, communicating our sexual desires and our lack of arousal or whatever it is that's going on with us. So the first thing is in the relationship, you know, when it's still, before bad things happen, before it starts to deteriorate, if it, if it was going to go that way, we need to create this like safety in communicating all of our desires and all of our feelings so that we can start to share and then work on it and then start to like, okay, well, what can we do about that? So, um, and, I think it's just so important for people to know and recognize that it has nothing to do with a phase of life, um, it has nothing to do with age, it has nothing to do with um, all the things that we kind of blame lack of desire and arousal around. Or even you know, some people like they may have come into the relationship fully sexual and fully enjoying their relationships, um, intimacy, and then they get to a point where they're not anymore and they go, well, I'm just not a sexual person. And, you know, my response to that is usually, well, you know, if you have been, then you can be again. It's like, do you want it or don't you want it? If you do want it, then there's ways, there's ways of, of getting that back.
0: And just here, there are three very important things that I am listening and that I have heard to be a trouble for many people, which are the, the communication of, the, of your feelings and safety. And then this idea of I can take it back. I, I have heard People, um, they're into think that it's uh, not sexy to speak about their feelings. That it's not sexy to be safe. That safety kills uh, um, sexuality and and, and passion. Uh, that that it's not uh, sexy to speak. Uh, that sexuality is something that just happens like this very passionate caveman-like situation in which they just go and turn, <laughs> turn into sexual beasts once they get into the bedroom. And, and once they realize it's not happening, they, they start freaking out and they refuse to communicate because they, they feel like their partner is going to be extremely disappointed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And, and, and that's true. Like people have this idea that sexy is is exactly as you described it and that and that relationships aren't supposed to have to take work i I, i've had lots of people who say like if we have to work at it then like is it really for us like are we supposed to Are you know uh, are we really in love are we really meant to be together if we have to work at it and my response is everybody has to work at their relationship every relationship takes work there is you know i have never seen it i suppose it's possible but there i don't think there are any relationships that just flow very naturally very easily very perfectly all the way through from beginning to the end of life if that's what people are looking for um, without having to take some work to do it so you know again i say start doing the work before you have problems start doing the work to learn how to listen to each other, how to um, empathize with each other, how to validate each other, how to create this place where your partner can tell you anything that they're feeling and that you can hear it and that you can like help them work with whatever it is they need um, to, to feel more desire and um, whatever it is they need in the relationship.
0: That's super important that, uh, well, those two things. Uh, First, that relationships take work and second how to communicate once you're having this this uh, shifts and, and and how to work how to do the work because i i think that there's a lot of fear about hurting sensitivities right like how can you approach your partner and tell her or him i am not feeling desire or i am not feeling sexy without hurting your partner's sensitivity and, and making him or her react in a way that that makes it a whole big drama right like like how can we have more intelligent communication together
1: hmm yeah and let's face it like as women um growing up in this culture and this society we we tend to want to be pleasers we tend to want everybody to be happy we tend to want to like smooth everything over so if we're starting to like lose our desire and we're starting to like not feel as sexy as we were we know that our partner still desires us and still wants to have sex with us And so quite often we continue um, to participate and, um, you know, this is like a touchy subject, but a lot of women are faking it. They're pretending they're enjoying it. Um, They're they're making sounds like they're enjoying it. They have learned, you know, what their partner believes is is the, the body language and the sounds that we make when we are having like a really great sexual time. And we continue to provide that for our partners. Um, To the detriment of our own sexuality, our own sexuality begins to shut down more and more, we begin to get number and number, And sometimes we don't, um, we don't recognize it until like, we really have like, you know, no sensation left anymore. So the key is in, like we've been saying, is is like starting as soon as we start to feel I'm not ready, um, let's slow this down. Let's, um, you know, it's like taking charge of your own pleasure, right? So if you're not feeling it, um, I have a lot of clients that want to blame their partner. Like he's not doing it for me anymore. He's not making the right moves. He's not doing the things that I want him to do. Um, and so I'm like, take responsibility for your own pleasure. Tell him what feels good. Tell him to slow down, tell him to soften up. And you can do that in a sexy way. Start using like your voice, your language, the the sounds that you can make to show him What what is enjoyable for you and um, that authenticity that you bring to your uh, sexuality is 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 sexy for him and it's also like very sexy for you but it doesn't look like what we see in porn right it looks very different than what we see in porn Um, so we're not used to it and we don't know how it's going to be interpreted right and so we need to um, we we just need to have a conversation to start with and and start um, saying I'm going to, I'm going to be telling you what I like, and I'm going to be instructing you on what I want to have happen while we're intimate. Um, and I want you to understand that this is so that we can have like a much more enjoyable sexual relationship. Um, it's not being critical. It's not telling you you're not good enough. It's not any of those things. What it is is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like show you what I really like and, and how my body is changing.
0: I love that so much. And that is so, so, so important. Like taking responsibility for your own pleasure. I, I was there. <laughs> I was so there. I, that's how I started training myself in this, in this path. Uh, I was blaming my husband for not having the amazing sex that I wanted to have. And it all changed when I started taking my sexuality in my own hands. metaphorically and literally (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) that's so beautiful so yeah communication uh, as, as i hear you speaking about it can be this sexy game in which we can start enticing our partner but the first step is to know what you actually like to to take responsibility of your pleasure and then communicate it in a sexy, playful way.
1: That's right. That's so right. Yes. And so I, I might have even skipped that part, um, getting to know what your body likes. So, so start on your own, pleasuring yourself, start touching, start trying different things, start, um, you know, feeling into what is pleasurable for you. So um, it's pretty hard to know how to instruct your partner on, you know, whether he is you know, needs to soften his touch or where, you know, whether he needs to move up or down or sideways. um, If you don't even know yourself, right. So yeah, you absolutely need to start. um, As you just said, very beautifully, take your own pleasure in your own hands, literally and figuratively and, and start to like, explore your body and find out what is, feels good and what doesn't, you know, it's the sensation. It's the sensation that's, that we're looking for. It's, it's not the job of your partner to provide that sensation all the time um, it's it's your responsibility to know what it is that you like and what you don't like, and then to share it with him so that you two can share your pleasure together.
0: That's so beautiful. I love it, I love it, I love it. and then it can work the other way around. Can men also lose? They, I mean, I have seen it, but I would love to see, to to hear your opinion. That like can men also lose their their sexual desire uh, as they as the relationship grows? Um,
1: yes, yes, it definitely goes both ways. I think we have we have seen that women do lose their sexual desire. More often, sooner, Um, and with men, what I have seen, and and I'm sure it happens in every every area, like everything is normal. Um, But what I've seen more is men um, lose their sexual desire if their partner has withdrawn, if their partner has kind of gone a little cold to them, if their partner, um, you know, has been distracted, if their partner's been going through um, some mental health concerns, like quite often. Um, you know, as we kind of go through these different things in life, Um, we will sometimes turn away from our partners and, um, you know, they get lonely, they get lonely and, and, um, men and women, we both need intimacy and we need closeness and we need connection. And, um, just like, you know, we, we desire, um, the things that we desire, men usually do desire feminine attention and feminine touch and, and, you know, feminine connection. And when they're not, when they're not receiving that, um, you know, we do see a lot of men turning to, to find it somewhere else because they they desire it and, and they, they, they want that and they need that. And I don't want to say that as a way to scare women um, that they have to, you know, be present. I don't want to scare them into faking it like I was talking about before. Um, I just, it's, it's a reality that we need to like acknowledge and validate and um, work towards finding that balance and finding that way that we can um you know love each other as much as we possibly can as long as we want to be in the relationship with each other
0: that that's so
1: i I thought i was muted
0: (laughs) that's so powerful and that's so important and i know the fear right maybe is he gonna want somebody else maybe that's why i should like Play the, play the part of the super sexy uh, porn star in bed so that he doesn't lose interest in me. But in reality, I would I dare to say that it's not about playing a part, but about embracing your sexuality. That's like, like the biggest turn on a
1: woman that is in touch with her sexuality absolutely absolutely and and i think we very naturally go through seasons i think it's you know really important to bring out the fact that men and women, we both, we all go through seasons. And so um, summer is like the hot, passionate season, right? And so there are times when we feel hot and passionate and, you know, overflowing with sexuality. And then we might go into autumn and autumn is like a little more muted. And it's like, you know, there's still a warmth and there's still a sensuality about us, but we're not like all hot and passionate. And then sometimes we go through a winter where it's, it's, you know, we're, we're withdrawn and we're hibernating and we're, going within and we're, and, you know, and we're trying to figure things out and then spring comes again and we start to like become more luscious and we start to become more interested in sex again and in the hot. Um, and it doesn't, you know, like the difference between Mexico and Canada, Mexico has like a long summer, Canada has a short summer. We're all different in, in you know, how long we spend in each of the seasons, um, but it, you know, to recognize that we do go through seasons and that's okay. And that we can still have intimacy and connection with our partner without it always being so passionate and exciting. And I think our partners are okay with that too. Like they don't need to have that hot, passionate, sexual woman all the time. Like they're fine to just have some like beautiful intimacy. And that's what I hear from men more and more is like they just they just want her to be present with them. They just want her to show that she loves him and wants to touch him and desires him, but may not be passionate about it in this moment. So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's really what they, they desire. And I think we kind of like close it off because we're scared that if we show that we do love them and desire them, that we have to perform like that. Again, mm-hmm. be that hot, passionate woman that we have to be that if we show them. And so we kind of like withhold some of our um, attention and affection because we don't want to have to perform, right?
0: Yeah,
1: oh my God, that is so
0: important. I mm-hmm. think that you just, uh, you just spoke about something that leaves me thinking a lot about the idea of sexuality, that it doesn't have to be about uh, coitus. It doesn't have to be about penetrative sex. It can be sometimes about intimacy, just being intimate with your partner. So being mm-hmm. present, and sometimes intimacy feels like cuddling, and sometimes it feels like having a long conversation or laughing together, or just uh, just being present.
1: Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it can just be like you can say to your partner, you know, I do want to be um, naked, skin on skin with you, and touching uh, our each other's bodies, stroking each other's bodies, but I don't want to have any genital contact right now. Um, it, it, that doesn't feel right for me right now and you know and i think knowing that that's okay and and knowing that you can ask for that and and knowing that that's a safe thing for you to have um i think that gives her helps um, her relax and it also he still gets some of his needs met
0: yeah and we do too because we we crave that intimacy as well it's just i i i would say that women are craving intimacy in order to soothe into sexuality right like, like i have noticed that one of my biggest turn ons is to first have a long conversation to first create connection to first create uh, a sense of being seen and seeing him like just laughing or joking or just being together
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think we want more of the same things than we realize and we don't we don't really think about that but i think we both really do want the same things we just have different ways of going about trying to get it and you know men's brains are different from women's brains and i don't like to be like totally binary like i i do see clients that are um, in gay relationships and and in you know other types of relationships and so um you know these uh these Uh, issues can also occur in all different kinds of relationships it's not just in heterosexual male female kind of relationships it happens in all different kinds we we have just different levels of sexual energy we have different levels of um, feminine energy different levels of masculine energy and um, regardless of whether we are female or male we you know we just have like these these differences and that's what creates some of the problems
0: ah absolutely Oh my God, that's so important! And just, just in here, I think we we have spoken about so many important topics, like uh, the expectations around uh, how desire evolves. Uh, I would just like to finish with one question that I think that is so ah uh, so relevant when it comes to relationships, like love versus desire. There, there is this idea that in a relationship where you have a lot of love, it's uh, desire is not necessary. Uh, and you can desire somebody and not love that person. Like I, I have seen particularly men, I don't know if it's the same in every culture, but I find that a lot in, in Latin American cultures where, uh, and maybe in Catholic cultures, where like Italian cultures, where they think that, the wife is so sacred that it's it's bad and nasty to desire her, and you can place that desire somewhere else. Because and they actually have a, a, a very unpleasant, uh, unpleasant phrase that they use. It's like everybody is a whore except my wife and my mother. So it's like, ooh, <laughs> wait a minute, but it's and it's painful because of the uh, because of what it means like towards the the slot shaming but it's also painful because the wife wants to feel desired as well
1: mm-hmm. and she's
0: being uh she's been re- refused that that uh, that birthright of being desired and wanted because she should be above that has have you seen something like that what, what would your perception about that be
1: yeah, I've definitely seen it a little bit more in Latina culture than I, I do in more of the North American um, or Canadian or um, those kinds of cultures. Um, you know, uh, what I've seen that has been similar is kind of like the whore Madonna complex, where mm-hmm. um, you know women are either whores or they're or either or they're you know special and and that they're they're not like. To be um, sexualized, right? Uh, and, and and I think that is very damaging. I think it's damaging to women in general. Like we are all sexual, <laughs> right? Yeah. And being sexual is beautiful. It's our beautiful. It's our it's our gift. It's our sacredness. Um, it's a part. You know, we are all capable of um, you know, of creating life to a certain degree, right. Depending on our biology and, um, and, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's something that we, we all have the right to have sexuality and for that to be, um, sacred and beautiful and, and not shamed for it and, and not being, because if we're more sacred, then we don't have sexuality. So, yeah, it is a, it's a, it, that's a challenging cultural ideal that um, hopefully over time we can you know, help people work through and that people can have that um, beautiful um, connection where they're, the person that, that they're choosing to be, their, their lover, is, um, is, can have both. They can be revered and they can have their sexuality. Um, but, you know, and that's kind of like in a monogamous kind of like relationship, but there's like, there's other forms of relationships as well. But I just think that we all, we all um, are se- are sexual people and that we, um, we all deserve to be seen in, um, in a positive sexual light.
0: I love that. We are all sexual and sexuality is sacred. So we are all both sacred and sexual.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: yes 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 i I have seen that in other cultures as well but it's so common in the latina culture but yeah it's like this polarization the whore versus the saint right it's like Mm -hmm. we can be we can be just sexual and not having to worry about being uh, about being free in our expression of sexuality that would be the ideal
1: yeah 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 and you know, and I think there there are different levels of um intensity around that belief system, and that you know like it's possible that you know somebody who has that belief system also you know maybe sees the women who um that we might say like the the horror maybe they don't see them in a negative light, maybe they see them in a very positive light as well um and I, I think I've seen some of that as well, but at the same time it it's damaging to somebody if we are separating um human beings as to being like the, These ones are sexual and these ones aren't.
0: Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Thank you so much. I want to remind you all to please go and check her webpage. She has some amazing packages. Make sure that you check them out that you write to her uh, to let her know your interests, your questions, and to work with her. It's an amazing opportunity. Relationships take work. It's important that you invest in the person that you're going to live with forever by investing in your relationship.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I have, uh, I have packages. I, you know, I see people um, one-on-one locally. I see people on um, Zoom or online uh, when I, I meet with them when they don't live near me. Um, and uh, yeah, there's like, I see couples and I see individuals. So I have, I have lots of room but it my, my focus is people's relationships and also their their sexual their sexuality so yeah come to my website I think we're gonna have it listed yes. and um, just check it out check out um, you can go right ahead and book or you can also like contact me and, and talk about having a conversation so that would be fantastic
0: beautiful thank you so much for joining us today
1: you mm, you're welcome thank you so much for asking me to come and I, I really enjoyed our conversation so much. Yay.